Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Luann and Troy both sent me notes. And Steve, check out the story out of Detroit. There is an incompetent judge down there, according to uh, some people who should know. And I've mentioned before, Michigan elects its judges. Our judges are all elected. So when you go to vote during an election, top of the ballot stuff, you know, president, governor, whoever. But as you work your way down the ballot, you start getting into the weeds. Uh, Things like the uh, board of trustees for a state university, uh, a millage maybe, and then of course the judges. And most people have got no clue on any of this as to who they should vote for or why. And I don't blame people for being frustrated because how would you know this stuff? So if you look at the vote totals, how many people voted for president, for instance, and then how many people voted for the judges, you'll see a lot of people gave up. They just quit before they got to the end of the ballot. So it seems inevitable that some incompetent judges will get on the bench. Now, I'm not saying that this judge is incompetent, but there are other people who apparently think she is. 36th District Judge unfit and should be removed from the bench, State Commission says. I've been in the 36th District Court many times. It is a district court for Detroit. However, I've never been in front of this judge. Kara Berg wrote the article for the Detroit News. A Detroit judge is unfit for the bench and should be removed, according to a report from the Michigan Judicial Tenure Commission. The Tenure Commission oversees judges the way the Grievance Commission oversees attorneys. The commission determined each of 36 District Court Judge Davis's multiple acts of misconduct are egregious in their own right. She's accused of failing to record court proceedings refusing to abide by a performance plan the court set up for her, and blanketly dismissing cases from one process server because she says she did not trust him. The Tenure Commission wrote in its report, when respondent was not prejudicing the actual administration of justice or missing work or incorrectly applying the law or disrespecting her colleagues and administrators or conducting unrecorded proceedings, respondent tried to use her status as a judge while out in the public for improper personal gain. That's a long sentence that contains a lot of accusations. The commission called her incorrigible and incapable of conforming her behavior to the standards required of a judge. Now, she was suspended by the Michigan Supreme Court in June of 2020 and has not been on the bench since. She's not running for re-election right now because the Michigan Secretary of State determined she lied on her affidavit of identity and therefore was not eligible. But she is a judge through January of 2023. Now, her attorney did not respond to specific requests for comment on the case, but in previous court filings, he said that the Tenure Commission made some unfortunate observations that are not appropriate. He did not like that the commission made its own decisions on matters after members didn't find the fact finder's conclusions to be sufficient. So what had happened was this case got assigned to a fact finder who's a Michigan Court of Appeals judge, Cynthia Stevens who, when she was in Wayne County Circuit Court, I've been in front of her many times also. We could talk about that all day long, but this story here is long enough, so we'll do that another day. But she apparently created a report and turned it into the Judicial Tenure Commission, and now this woman's attorney says that that they should have just taken that report, but they apparently went and looked into this further. The case will now go to the Michigan Supreme Court for disciplinary decision. The JTC recommends the Supreme Court remove her from the bench and suspend her without pay for six years. The suspension would only become effective if she winds up on the bench again during that period. So right now, she's off the ballot. Theoretically, after this election, she's gone. If that is what happens, the matter becomes moot. 
but they are concerned that somehow she might wind up back on the ballot or back on the bench. The commission noted its unhappiness with the fact finder's decision, which absolved her of every instance of the most serious misconduct. The fact finder ignored important evidence and resolved every credibility determination in the judge's favor, it wrote. In its report to the Supreme Court recommending discipline, the commission noted its disagreements. The Judicial Tenure Commission also said that the judge knowingly made at least 13 statements that she knew to be false. So making a false statement to an investigatory body like this would be a problem also for a judge. Dishonesty in these circumstances erodes the public's confidence in the judiciary. Her misconduct has been the subject of repeated media coverage in Wayne County, which casts not only her, but the judiciary as a whole in a negative light. The Judicial Tenure Commission determined there was evidence that Davis had incorrectly and incompetently applied contempt law and ordered thousands of dollars to be unjustly paid by people she'd been found she'd found to be in contempt. Davis had believed the process server to be untrustworthy, so she dismissed or adjourned every case that he was involved with without considering the merits of the case, even after the chief judge ordered her to stop doing that. The commission said more than 22 cases were proven to have been affected by her conduct. She routinely showed up late, missed days of work, and performed her job poorly, according to the report. The administrative office of the state court stepped in to make a performance plan for her, which she refused to follow. Instead, she attacked the people assigned to help her with discourteous and unprofessional written threats and barbs, including biblical quotes suggesting her colleagues and administrators should or would go to hell. She disabled the video equipment in her courtroom because she didn't want colleagues or court administrators watching her. Now, this is a major problem. And I know you're going to go, Steve, oh? Well, no, there's two things going on here. In Michigan courts, all of the proceedings are recorded in some manner. So if you need to go up on appeal, you can get a record. The court rules say specifically the first thing you do when you file an appeal is order a copy of the transcript or the record from the trial court. So all the courts have either court reporters or recording equipment. And they're saying she disabled the equipment in her courtroom because she didn't like being watched. But by doing that, she made it impossible for anyone in front of her to file appeals or complain about what she had done. Because you go to court, something bad happens, and you say, hey, this judge did something. Prove it. Oh, well, there's cameras everywhere. Yeah, they were shut off. They were shut off. She recorded some proceedings on her personal phone and even published one of those hearings on Facebook, live. <laughs> the commission determined that she'd repeatedly lied under oath about this. She also parked in a handicapped loading zone, blocking the side door of a disabled person's car at her gym while displaying a Detroit police official business placard. She showed her judge's badge to the officer who responded after the person whose car was blocked called the police. So she parked her car in a handicap zone, blocked someone else's car. When the police showed up, they saw the placard saying something about official business for the Detroit police. And when they said, what's that all about? She pulled out her badge and said, I'm a judge. So a lot of the issues, according to her attorney, were only there because the judge was being treated unfairly by the court after she was elected. The attorney says she was the only judge not allowed to have a court reporter 
and she did not receive training on the video equipment, which was not mandatory to use. Uh, although that seems kind of odd to me to suggest that she would not realize that her court did not have anything in place to make a record. An official record has to be made. Uh, the attorney said it's possible the 36th District Court chief judge was trying to sabotage her and that her health issues complicated her role. The fact finder found that most of her absences were due to medical reasons. That's the fact finder. With the health problems that she suffered, she did her best to work the fullest of her ability, her attorney said. But she was elected in 2016 and began her term, of course, in January of 2017. She was initially assigned to the landlord-tenant docket. It was there until October of 2017. At that point, the then-chief judge removed her from presiding over any cases and set her up on a performance plan. That plan required her to attend work daily, and later, the judge said she needs to actually report her arrival and departure times, and the judge refused to do that and said those actions were unfair and unnecessary. Uh, according to the report, she then began sending the chief judge, along with the administrator and other administrators, emails containing biblical passages they found threatening and baffling. She routinely told them to find someone else to harass. So that's basically it. There's more to the story, but it's just uh, more explanation and details on some of the things that we talked about. But the biggest problems here, in my mind, right off the bat, is the failure to record court proceedings. And to shut the recording equipment off uh, is a problem, and it's obvious. But a bigger problem is if she made false statements during the investigation itself. Because any judge or any attorney knows that there's the rules of ethics we have to live by. So attorneys have got to follow a code of ethics for attorneys. There's actually a separate set of rules for judges that are even stricter than the rules for attorneys. And it makes sense that judges should be held to a higher standard than, than attorneys, although attorneys, I think, are held to a high standard as well by the rules of ethics. And so if a judge makes a false statement in a hearing on a material matter, you have to look at that and go, okay, doesn't the same judge have witnesses every single day come into court and swear to tell the truth? What would she do if she knew that a witness had just sworn to tell the truth and was now lying? Would she take that well? Would she recognize that that's a problem? And in that instance, you have to look at it and go, oh, she would know how wrong it is for her to make false statements. Now, here's the thing. Her attorney is saying the fact finder, which was the judge, the appeals court judge who was assigned to investigate this and come to rulings and so on, came up with a report saying that she found that there's nothing actionable here. But that report simply goes to the Judicial Tenure Commission and the commission makes its own finding and uses that report as the basis or part of what goes into its ruling. They decided that they're not going to go with that report. They're going to go with other information they have, and they're going to recommend to the state Supreme Court that she be kicked off the bench or kept off the bench. And so to understand this, you have to look at the structure of the court system in the state court system in Michigan. The Michigan Supreme Court is at the top, and below that are its lower courts, appellate courts, circuit courts, district courts. And so the Michigan Supreme Court has the ultimate authority to do whatever it thinks is appropriate. So they could look at the Judicial Tenure Commission's report and say, we're going to abide by this directly, take it 
exactly as it is and follow its recommendation and keep her off the bench. They could, however, look at that recommendation and say, you know, we like the recommendation of the fact finder better. We're going to go with that. Or they could go with something else entirely different because that's what they're allowed to do. They're the Supreme Court. So we'll see what happens. But to see this list of accusations, and again, I'm going to keep getting back to this because I have filed appeals. I've filed many appeals in my career. And the court rule on what you do when you file an appeal, there's like eight things you got to do. And one of the first things that you have to do that involves running around is you have to secure a copy of the transcript of the proceedings. And quite often, it doesn't exist yet. So you have to order it. The reason it doesn't exist yet is it may have been recorded, but it hasn't been transcribed yet. You need a transcript of it so someone can sit at a desk and read it without going through audio tapes or videotapes. So you contact the court clerk and ask them if there's a court reporter or who's in charge of making transcriptions of the official record. You say, what do I need to do? And quite often you speak to somebody, you have to send them some money. They send you a letter confirming you've ordered it. They tell you how long it's going to take. And you, you get this stuff, but it's a process. And the idea that there's a court, one court, there's one court in there that doesn't have a court reporter. It's got recording equipment that's turned off. That's a problem. That is a huge problem. That's a huge problem. And I've been in court before, and I see, I've seen a judge talking just like you know the adults in Charlie Brown. And in the back of my head, all I'm thinking is, okay, we'll take this up on appeal and see what happens. Because... <laughs> This ain't working out for us. And I have actually walked out of a courtroom before and turned to my opponent and said, you realize that on appeal, this is going to get spun around. And I've actually had an opponent go, yeah, yeah, but you know, you can't blame me for asking. So it happens. But Luann and Troy both sent it. Thanks a lot. I suspect that this person will no longer be a judge going forward ever again. But I could be wrong on that. So Kara Berg wrote that for Detroit News. 36th District Judge unfit and should be removed from the bench, according to the State Commission, the Judicial Tenure Commission. Questions or comments? Put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Life is 10% what you experience and 90% how you respond to it.